0: Welcome to Pure Russell Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Rolando, and we're on episode 280. Yeah. Finally, like a nice round number. It's, it's going to be weird when we hit 300. Yeah. I remember uh, Remember our 100, we had like balloons and confetti. And- Maybe we'll do it again just for kicks. Yeah. You know what? I'd love to do the confetti cannon in here this time. A conf- <laughs> yeah. In my place? Yeah. Why? Is that like vengeance? Yeah, because you've <laughs> right. got all of your inventory. So he launched, so on our 100th episode, you got to go back and watch it. We launched confetti and it was in the room that I had all of my inventory (laughs) and I was picking up pieces of confetti for literally over a year after that. I'm finding confetti in places. So, uh, yeah, but uh, 280, we're getting close to 300 and this is one of our update episodes. So we love doing our update episodes. It's a chance for us to kind of talk about the things that are going on in our life with reselling uh, what's going on in the world as far as reselling is concerned. And then we do those special bolos. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, cause we'll be talking about some hot items that you should be looking out for, uh, things you can be selling to make some good money on. All right. So how, how are things going since we're updating here? Ah, uh, man. So I'll say this right off the bat. So there are certain things when it comes to the algorithm on eBay that I, I like, yeah, I'm not sure. I think some of that's just like superstition. <laughs> but one that's absolutely 100% legitimate Ooh. is listing means more sales. Oh, 100%. And not just because I, I do think there's the element of, you know, the more you're listing, obviously, the more items you have in your store, more likely that somebody's looking for those items. Mm-hmm, We've talked mm-hmm. about that a lot. But I think even, even when it's not that, when when because there's times where I've got basically the same items and I'll just relist a bunch of my my items, it like refreshes my store and I start getting some sales. Um, but my, I have not sourced like I want to source or listed like I want to list because pretty much my entire time, I mean, I, I kind of have almost three jobs, maybe like two, if you consider, cause I, I teach full time, but then I also resell and then I do the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so between reselling and the podcast, it's almost like another full-time job. And almost the, the, the amount of time I have dedicated each week for reselling has been consumed or more has been consumed with trying to sell this fifth wheel whether yeah. it's showing the fifth will, whether it's buying certain things for it, whether it's buying ads for it, whether it's um, dealing with people, oh, this person's gonna come this date and this time. And so Saturdays, for whatever reason, and it makes sense, because I'm at work, people are at work. So Saturday mornings end up being one of the number one times we show the fifth will. Oh. And um, so if you don't know, if you're new, I, I'm selling a, a larger item, uh, it was my home for a while. Um, not because you know I, I couldn't afford another home, but we did that so we could set ourselves up financially. And we're at a place now where we want to sell it and i'll just say this uh, one thing is ebay has definitely taken a a big tank you know when uh, we were looking at like our sales a few months ago compared to now and it's like man like the activity is just not there uh, and it's our fault it's our fault because i just can't get as many listings done can't get as many much sourcing done um but the the world of reselling is is it's it's the same no matter what field you're in i feel like even yeah. higher end items because when we deal with ebay sometimes you get uh, you know sad stories being told to you you know like i need this for this and can you give me this price and or when you're doing especially when you're doing local stuff whether you're trying to sell locally or buy locally there's story after story people get ghosted like it's it's just it it could be a, a crazy world out there and sometimes it you learn not to take it personally when it's just things you're selling but when it's like a personal item like this is my fifth will and i'm giving up all this time i'm having a harder time not taking it as personally. Like just this last weekend I had two families very very interested. One of them still might go through, uh, but it was almost like a race between the two of them. We thought for sure we were selling the Fifth Wheel this week hmm. because one family came and the story they gave us, like they they came with their whole family, they're going on a huge road trip. Um they're going to it's like a 2-year road trip and then they're going to live in the Fifth Wheel in Florida basically permanently after that. And the story essentially is They sold the house, they sold it to like an investor and the money's in escrow and the investor will release the money the moment they move out of the house. Because, and that makes sense because if you're buying a house, that would be a contingency. You don't want a tenant. Yeah, You buy a house and there's somebody in there. Now you have to deal with evicting them. So he's not releasing the money out of escrow until they move out. But they basically said, we don't have a place to go. Like we can maybe stay somewhere for a day or two. But they're like, you can't sell this fifth. Well, please, like, we will have the money by Wednesday. Uh, if it by Tuesday, maybe if we're lucky, we're working with the banks. But you, can you hold it for us? Like, we'll, we'll give you a deposit. And part of me was like, okay, like, and it wasn't going to be a huge deposit because they only had like, you know, thousand dollars cash on hand or whatever. But then I'm like, this gets sticky too because then if they fall through, then it's like, well, we need our money back. And yeah. I don't have contracts drawn up of what it means for like what part of the deposit is non refundable and what. So I I told them like, look. I'm like 99.9% sure if you can have the money by Wednesday, unless somebody comes with cash on hand, like tonight, like it's your fifth will, like you're going to get this thing. And they were, I mean, they've been texting and texting and texting. So th- we showed the fifth will one more time the next day, another family that's interested and their timeline's longer. So we text the, this family back that was saying like, we're going to be homeless if you sell this. Cause basically they're like, we can wait. <laughs> it's your, like it's your fault. Yeah. They're like, you can, if Jeez. you, it, it, we can stay in our house for like almost another two months, or if we move out now, we get the money, but we have nowhere to go, so we need this fifth will. Um, because it's the, and it's true, there's not like a, they could just go buy another one because I have a two bedroom, two bathroom fifth will, which is not very common. These are it's a, it's a pretty rare thing, so I'm like, man, these people are serious, they're gonna buy it. So I text them, like, hey, like good news, like the other family they're not gonna have money for probably in a, a couple weeks, so you guys are, are it's your fifth will, like, let us know when you have the money. We will, uh, we'll set up the the transfer of the title and you can come pick up your new home. And I never got a text message back. And I'm like, okay, well maybe like my text message didn't go through. So like I added my wife on as a group text message. I'm like, Hey, just want to make sure you got my previous message, uh, ghosted us completely ghosted us. Not even like a, Hey, like we had an issue with our house or the money or, Hey, we found another fifth will that worked for us. Just nothing crickets. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, we've, we invested so much time. I probably spent two hours showing them stuff, talking to them about Mm -hmm. it, going over things and listening to their story, texting them throughout the weeks and and just for them to literally ghost us. And normally I wouldn't take that kind of stuff personally, but it's like, man, like this is just annoying, but it's the reselling world. Like We deal with this no matter what. And so I've learned, and and it sounds harsh. Like I feel like when you're a reseller, people can kind of look at you like you're harsh with certain things, but Anybody can tell you a story. Anybody can Agreed. tell you. And, 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 and maybe it's even true. But the thing is, until there's money in hand and money's changing hands, it's just talk. It's all just talk. And I had one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got back when I was a landlord. Uh, we had to evict a tenant and um, another guy that I met. And it was like at a party. I didn't even know the guy. He was like an older guy, uh, much older. And he's been a landlord for years. And I was kind of telling him my story of like, man, this was such a nightmare. Like we worked with this tenant and they destroyed our house. And. And I was telling him some of the sad stories she would give us, and the and I've said this on the podcast before, but the advice he gave me was, no, no, she's telling you, you know, I need a new transmission or I need to pay for my dad's funeral and I got to buy a casket for it or whatever the story is. He goes, but no, what she's saying is not, you know, I'll give you the money in a week because I have got to pay for my dad's funeral. He's saying she's basically saying you need to pay for my dad's funeral mm-hmm. because that's my money that she's not giving me, right? Like, so it's me paying for the funeral. At that point and so that's kind of the way i look at it is the you can tell me whatever story you want but when it comes to money like the and not trying to be harsh because i mean we're all about compassion like purestle podcast like we we, we're, well, we give free content well yeah we're so. huge for charity we give com- we're, yeah. we're, we're very compassionate people but when it yeah. comes to business You have to separate the personal from the business because people will, they'll give you whatever story they want to give you. And we believe you got to have good customer service. You got to do all those things. But when it comes to negotiating and all of those things, you can't let the, the, the pathos, the, the, the emotional side of, of an argument rule out over the logos, the logic. And we've got to stand on that. Like we've got to be logical and until money's in hand, I can't hold things for you. I can't because everybody has a story and half of them are made up and I can be ghosted.
1: Yeah, agreed. So, so yeah. kind of like the godfather is just business, right? It's
0: business. It's just business. <laughs> but it's true because how
1: many, I, I, I will tell you, this is going to happen more in this downturn economy. And I know, listen, I've had, I remember back in, when was it, June, May, I was talking about inflation and I had people saying, Orlando, oh, how do you it's just know, Transitory. it's just transitory. And I've been saying since day one, again, we're not, you know, we're not news political analysts or pundits, but You have to deal with the reality that you're in. And the reality was everything I was buying was more expensive. And now, and we're going to talk about this later on uh, and how it affects reselling. But now we're at a place where we're looking at recession here anytime soon. Right. Uh, We can do all the I'm not going to do all the technical analysis as far as, you know, look at inverse curve and, you know, I mean, it could be
0: it could be a a recession or it could be extended inflation. Like it's going to be one or the other. Right. Yeah. One. They're going to make a decision one way or the other, whether whether interest rates go up. Or whether they keep put, pumping out money because because the economy is in a bad place, and those are really the only two options that and they let's have put right out now. More money, inflation's gonna yeah. So, Oof. but but it would prevent a recession. But if you start raising interest rates, then the economy is gonna slow down, and that's when you hit a recession.
1: Yeah. So you know, let's just talk about that real quick before and that was gonna be one of our reseller topics, and so this is gonna affect all of us. I mean, right now there's data out that the average household is paying. I think it's like 240, dollars more for everyday items every month. Right. And, and I think you've all noticed it. I, I mean, I'll give you a very simple example. My, my son and I used to love eating the tri-tip at Costco. There is this tri-tip where you're just buying you bake it, bacon. It's delicious. And I remember it was, uh, and the one time in the summer it was like $6 a pound. Now it's like at $9, $10. Uh, and so, you know, going from 20 something dollars to 40 something dollars, that's a, that's a huge jump, right? Or I just go there's my favorite barbecue spot, uh you know, my favorite meal was $22 a plate, now it's $29.99 to plate. Right? So, how how does this deal with reselling? So, I, and I've shared this a lot on Instagram recently. But but there's two two ways to solve this as a reseller. One is either you raise your prices, right, which Some people have valid arguments that if you raise your prices, you end up not being as competitive. So maybe it's good to keep your prices where they're at. Let us know in the comments. What do you think? I mean, I want this to be an ongoing discussion. So, you know, if if you keep your prices where they're at, well, you know, people are going to eBay and they're going to buy secondhand because... They don't have the money to be dropping on retail and so maybe that's gonna help boost your business or you end up just selling more yep. or you're gonna have to make more money
0: yeah i mean that but that sucks though because because you're trading one thing for another right because you're either you're working more for less, basically hourly wage. Like none of us really think of hourly wage unless maybe mm-hmm. you're just starting out, but really it comes down to that. Even if your salary, like you can break down like what I make in a year, mm-hmm. what I make in a month to like how many hours am I working for the money I'm working? Cause yeah, $40,000 a year, a hundred thousand dollar a year salary is very different if it takes you 40 hours a week versus 60 hours a week mm-hmm. for that same salary, because you're working harder for the same amount of money or you're working less for the same amount of money. So yeah, if, you, if you're if you not raising your prices and you're working maybe 20% harder, but you're making the same amount as you were making last year or the year before, and you weren't working as hard, that's a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Even if even if your bottom line stays the same, it's a pay cut.
1: Yeah, agreed, and, and that's, that's a scenario. Now, there's, the, there's an upside for reselling. And this is where you have to be cash ready. And so, you know, whatever way you can do, whether it means you sell more, whether, you know, right now, the, the I'm not, we're not giving financial advice, but if the markets are volatile and you don't feel safe, I find that reselling is safe, right? As long as you're, you know, sourcing the items that you know, you know, based on your experience, based on, you know, your eBay research, Terapeak, whatever it is, uh, and even Terapeak, you know, might not be the same data. Like you might go, oh, I wonder... You know, how much is sold for a year ago? It might not be the same, right? The price may have dropped. People have different wants and needs. But there's going to be plenty of opportunity to buy. So that's what I'm experiencing right now. I am buying like crazy. So I've... Because people are trying to offload stuff so they have money to pay for... Correct. All the
0: new expenses.
1: Correct. Right? And so... This is this is where you know you have to make decision. You have to you know when everybody's going left, you have to go right. Right? Grant Cardone talks about in one of uh, the book that we read. It was it called the Hundred X. Whether well, it is no, it's up there. Or, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, one of them. Well, hopefully, I didn't lose people once I said Grant Cardone. But I
0: agree with this. I'm like a perfect fan. for yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, I don't agree with a lot, but I do agree uh, when he discusses when everybody you know and a lot of people say this when everybody goes left, you got to go right, and it's I think it's the same thing with reselling right now there are a lot of people that are willing to offload stuff, right? Because they're seeing expenses go up or maybe they're now going, Hey, maybe I need a little bit more cash to get into real estate because it's an inflation hedge or I need to, you know, whatever, diversify my portfolio. And so for example, I've, I had a huge Harley buyout uh, last week and I'm still working on that process. I, I I'm think I'm a quarter of the way done and, and once everything's done, then I'll, you know, share more maybe on a YouTube or Instagram, uh, I had another I had another Rain Spooner buyout. I've had, <laughs> I just keep them by. I had somebody contact me today uh, that somebody has a collection of, of vintage stuff and collectibles and they're up north and they'd like me to take a look and maybe sell it for them or maybe buy it out. And so I've had a lot of people reaching out. So I'm buying and I'm buying and buying. And Mike can testify because he can see even in the studio here, I have a lot of inventory in the studio because... I'll talk about this in a moment, but there, eBay has been glitchy. And so I haven't been able to list everything how I want either. But so you, you have to decide, right? You have to decide. Are you going to raise your prices? Are you going to sell more? Are you going to take, and advantage is not the right word, but are you going to make sure this opportunity capitalize on it, capitalize on it that there's going to be a lot of buying opportunities coming here in the next six months. If we hit a recession, there's going to be even more. Yep. Right. And that's where there's a transfer of wealth that happens. And again, I'm not, I i didn't experience that when Oh eight happened. Uh, I was, I was a teacher and I was pretty oblivious to yep.
0: it. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I wasn't, I didn't think like that. You right. know, we I mean, you only have so many of these opportunities. And again, it, it stinks. Like it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when there's bad financial situations, whether it's inflation or recession or, or stagnation or stagflation or but who knows, like it can get really bad. Um, But like Orlando said, that's when, that's when the biggest amount of wealth transfer happens is in, in an economy is during those times. And the economy always goes like that. There's always cycles. There's always a period of expansion and then a period of retraction. Like that is that that you can watch it over the course of America's beginning growth, retraction, growth, retraction, growth, retraction, and there's always these cycles. And so it's nothing new and part of its policy stuff, but part of it is just the nature of the way economies work. And so during those retractions, when things are not growing, when things are getting bad, that is when you have the opportunity, if you have cash on hand, if you have cash on hand, if, imagine 2008, you had cash on hand, you were buying houses for pennies on the dollar, mm-hmm. right? But if you were one of the families that bought before that happened, you're you're in a really bad place. Um, or same thing with stocks, like as the stock market drops like crazy, everyone starts selling, that makes the price drop even more. Well, if you're in a position where you can just buy, 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 Eventually, it might take a few years, but when prices stabilize and go back up, you just you just capitalize in a way that like most people on an average day basis could couldn't even dream of. But you have to have be in that position. So that's why we've been talking. I, I think almost since day one of part of the reason we we've done reselling is to be in a place where the next time there is an opportunity like this, we can capitalize on it. Uh, unfortunately, I think I'm if everything goes right with the fifth will. I think I'm in a place where I think I can. I think it, not as much as I'd like to, but um, you know, it could be another seven to fourteen years after things like stabilize before an opportunity like this comes up again. Mm-hmm. And it's a way. It's it's the glass half full, half empty type of thing. And and yeah, it's gonna hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna be suffering in a lot of ways, but can I come out of this three years from now ahead from where I came into it? And a lot of a lot of wealth is transferred from hand to hand during these times. A lot of people make poor decisions. And a lot of people who are ready and waiting and had money can make really good decisions. And I think as resellers, that's a good place for us to be, like you said, because yeah, people are, whether it's resellers offloading stuff or mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, and again, it's a sad situation, but it, it, you're helping people out. I, I'm thinking there's a handful of personal things that I'm selling. I'm selling my bike, I'm selling a bob Bobstroller, I'm selling some things that were like ours. But I'm like, this isn't going into my eBay fund, this is going into... Hey, next time I need to fly out to, you know, such and such for a job or I need to do this. Like I have this money because times are harder now. Like things cost more money, gas is more expensive. So I'm selling things. So it helps me out when somebody buys it. I'm not like, I can't believe they bought this bike for half the price I bought it for. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Now I have some money that I can use for the things that I actually need right now. So when people are doing that, when they're having garage sales, when they're offloading things on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace, it actually puts you in a pretty good position because you can pick those things up. You are helping them. I mean, yeah, they might be losing in the short term. They lost a little bit of money on that item, but they need that money now. And you as a long tail holder of that item could make money on it and it's helping you out. So if you've got the ability to be sourcing out, which is why it's so heartbreaking to me that I haven't been able to be out there sourcing like I want to be. Um, but again, it'll all be worth it. If this fifth will sells and I end up, you know, making 25 grand. Yeah, I agreed. So
1: I'm hoping that sells soon. <laughs> I know you are, but so it's giving me a lot of buying opportunities. So I have a ton of inventory. I've talked about wanting to be at 3k uh, here soon. I'm at 20 something. Uh, at the time this podcast drops, so I should be there by the next update episode. And it's hard because the more you sell, right, you gotta keep listening to yep. get those numbers going. But I've had I've had some, you know, things that have gotten in the way. One of them is my helper did get sick for a while. And um, you know, I I'm <laughs> I want her to get better. I, my business is is, you know, lasting on her mind and I, that's how it should be. And she's back to normal. But the problem is eBay has been glitchy lately. Mm-hmm. So on the layers on the, I've had the new layout, you know, the one that looks like the mobile app and I'll put a bunch of pictures. And then what happens is the listing, like it says, whoops, something went wrong and the listing disappears and I have to recreate it. Or I put pictures to upload and it's just loading forever. And it's not my Wi-Fi cause I've, you know, I've used different wifi. I've tried on my phone. Uh, and so what I've had to do is I've had to create my listing on the desktop and then upload the pictures via my phone, which the new streamline way allows you to do that. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of annoying to do that. And my helper, she has a bunch of listings ready to go, but pictures aren't uploaded. Now, I wouldn't have talked about this on the podcast if this was something that just happened for a few hours. But this has been going on for a few days now. So if this has been happening to you, let, let us know. I, I don't want this to turn into a whole negative thing, but I'm just wondering, like, is it is it is it just Orlando's problem or is it, you know, uh, a nationwide thing. The other thing that was interesting the other day I was watching a uh, rally roots and you know, there's not many people I expect to have zero sale days, but they even had a zero sale day. Right. And so I, I watched that and you know, everybody has their opinions about stuff, but I go, okay, so something, something is going on. Right. And a lot of people on, on social media were talking about like whenever there's a major update on a platform. So slow down. I don't know if that's true, you know, because I've, you know, like I've always said, sometimes I say my sales are slow and somebody's like, wow, it had the best day ever. Right. Or the vice versa. So not sure what's going on. But I, I will I will say this, like this is the year uh, for, for me to scale. Uh, I, I want to get to a place where I can, if if I need to, like I can move into another property, which I don't want. I don't plan on moving anytime soon, uh, but if it's necessary. But, you know, I've also had conversations with other people uh I, you know, I always say network with people because you never know what relationships will bring. Right. And so uh, I have a friend of mine who who does, you know, he does commercial real estate and so on. And and I've been talking about, you know, dabbling into that a little bit. Right. But what's that going to take? It's going to take me having the capital to do that by growing my eBay business. Right. Or maybe, you know, picking the right crypto and 100 X's. Right. But chances are eBay is probably going to be the better bet on that one. So so that's kind of where I'm at. Nice. So, all right. Hey, uh, before we move on, I love and appreciate all of you, all of you, but I am grateful, uh, for all of you that have signed up on Patreon to help support us. It's been great. Mike and I took a major hit. Uh, we went from having, you know, consistent, uh, you know, support that kind of motivated us and we would do this anyways, but it motivated us to create more and then it just died. And we've shared as many times when buy me a coffee transition to another form of payment. And now Patreon though has been our way to go. A lot of you have signed up. A lot of you that are listening, you know, you, you, I'm pretty sure you got the email and you're like, Oh, this is annoying. I'm not going to re-sign up. I encourage you if you, you know, you've appreciated the podcast and it's brought you, you know, benefit would love for you to go on patreon.com/pierce's podcast you know the the 555 tier is all good uh you know we appreciate some of you have signed up for the other tiers and again we have no paywall uh we're all about the free content uh, our goal is to get to a place on patreon that allows us to step away from reselling so we could create more content
0: yeah when you say step away from reselling, you're not saying we're going to quit reselling no, but, no 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 step away from like but st- be able to go back yeah. to making two three episodes a week Correct. and actually put in more more effort into like can we have more content going out for you know specific things like bolos or how to ship and how to package we get a lot of requests for stuff like that like you have videos on how to you know ship stuff or pack stuff and it's like well it is going to take me because it's not just yeah it may, may take 10 minutes to pack and ship this thing But by the time we film the video and edit it and do all the stuff, we're talking three, four hours. And it's like that time we can't give that time up for reselling from reselling to do that video. But you know, if we have a little bit more support with the podcast, we could do that. So again, thank you for all of you who are continuing to uh, support us.
1: Correct. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. All right. You have any random stories?
0: Yeah. I mean, this isn't like a huge one, but I was kind of interested on this. I found a, um, it was a, I was reading a, an article or it might've been on Reddit and I was just intrigued by the way somebody was packing an item. So, and it got me thinking of ways that I can use this. So what they did is they took a vacuum sealer, um, you know, for like food, like a vacuum sealer okay, thing. Okay, okay. And they didn't use the vacuum portion of it, but they use those vacuum sealers have a heat portion to them. Yeah. And when they seal it. Yeah. It seals. And the, they use that. And what they were doing is they were taking like old Amazon bubble packages, like big ones. But if they're shipping something small, they're pretty much cutting it to size for the item and then using the sealing portion of that and being able to almost repurpose things. And then I was reading other people saying, yeah, I do the same thing, but instead of a vacuum sealer, uh, you can actually get on, on Amazon, or I think Uline has one too. I I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to mention it next time. Uh, But it's basically just a, a heat Ceiling thing, like it just almost looks like a paper cutter, it just comes down. Some Amazon the top. sellers use that, do they?
1: <laughs> yeah, to sell used items as new.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, Thanks. um, but yeah, <laughs> that, not sharing that information, but it's already out there. Yeah, that's that's pretty sad. But, um, but the, then I was reading how people use these, and some people will buy like they'll buy like a big box of like food bags, like silver lines, so basically, like poly bags, or mm-hmm. other people are saying they were using poly bags or other bubble mailers. And so you can ship smaller items, and there's a lot of times where I'm shipping something small, and I, I usually just buy like one or two sizes of uh, poly mailers. And what I end up doing is folding it over and taping it, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. But if I could get two or three shipments out of it, and it looks a little cleaner, yeah. it saves you money. It saves money, yeah. right? And so I was like, man, this is a really cool thing. So I'm interested. Uh, let us know below if you've ever used anything like that before. Um, and I, I definitely want to try it because there's yeah, a lot of times, whether it's a small book or a CD or a game or something like that, and it's going in a, a bubble mailer, but I don't want a, a big one, which is fine to tape it up and things like that. But I'm like, man, this might be a, a new way of uh, even some people who might be more like environmentally friendly. And they're like, how can I reuse? Cause I use, we all probably for at some point either did or still use like Amazon boxes that come in like, Oh, it's a perfect size box for a board game. I'm going to keep this. So why not the the things that come in the bubble mailers from Amazon, right? If you can seal it, I mean, some people were even saying you can use some uh, rubbing alcohol and you can wipe off the, uh, the Amazon logo.
1: Yeah. I don't think you need to do all that.
0: No, you know, I don't think cares. you need to No, for sure. I don't think anybody cares either, but I'm just saying that, that you can reuse a lot of those things. Uh-huh. And if you can take, sometimes they come in really big bubble mailer things. And it's like, yeah. I could fit four of these small things that I have, whether it's a video game or whatever, you know, in, into this and I can, basically you know triple you know the the amount of Mm -hmm. things i can ship on one thing that i'm reusing so kind of a cool thing that i just saw and i was like man this is this is something i kind of want to share on the podcast just because it might be useful to some people and i'm definitely going to give it a try yeah those amazon poly bags i use all the time yeah whenever i get them i
1: reuse them and i want to correct you know something it's a lot of people that use those sealers, those plastic sealers, the, the thermal ones, it's not necessarily they're trying to, you know, sell you stuff as new, but sometimes you pick up something and there's like a tear in the plastic or something. So they'll reseal it. it's still new, but you know, Amazon, it's, it, they're very strict about it. Right. So, you know, to each their own, I, I personally don't do it. I've never wanted to, because I don't know, I just, I like sleeping at night, you know, but if it works for you, it works for you, you know? All right. Uh, two two things. Have you have we talked about shop airlines before? Uh, Do you know what that is? Okay, so you know, think about there's like GSP, right? Right. eBay Global Shipping, Mm -hmm. and then there's is that you or me? That's me. That's something just sold. Sorry, (laughs) I sold a pair of Doc Martens with a hole in it. That's
0: the power of Doc Martens. Um, Oh, they knew it was a hole in it. It Yeah, yeah. There's a hole. in Nice.
1: So there's this company, and again, I'm not. I'm not being paid by them. I'm not shouting them out. But if you ever get an email, like not an email, but a message. So you sell something and then you get a message and they're like, hey, can you put the item number on the package? Uh, you know, we'll really appreciate that. And it says shop airlines. They're a legit company. So they're basically a freight forwarder. I, I consider them like the, the GSP to other parts of the world because what you do is you ship it out to I think it's Redondo Beach. And then they ship it out to their buyers. Whether I think it's like most of them are in Japan or mm. other parts of East Asia, and you know, I've always, I've always, I think I shared this on the podcast before. I don't know, but I've shared on Instagram. Here's what's weird. So I, I shared the message that they sent me on Instagram. I'm not saying that they, they follow a Podcast, so maybe they're listening. But I said this is not a scam. You know, they're great. And then all these people got on Instagram. And we're like, yeah, I love them. They always buy, and they do. They they pay either full price. You never get a return. They're they're kind of like drop shippers, yeah. right? No big deal. Within hours, I get two more sales from the company, hmm. and I'm like, this coincidence,
0: or did they? I don't know. It was just weird. I, I maybe they uh, they're wanting some advertisement, and, and they, they just got it. got it. They just got it. They just got it. But I'm okay
1: with that because it's all i love selling to them i love something they never lowball i i don't get offers they just buy it all right so so if you ever see that you know i i wouldn't hesitate right and i i put the item number and it's since it's in redondo, redondo beach and we're in san diego like it, it gets there the next day so i think maybe that's why i'm getting the other sales because i'm shipping out i have a guy right now buying hot wheels for me and it's literally the place is 45 minutes away so I think the last two, three days, he just keeps buying because he gets to the next day and he's like, I want more. And then he goes on my store. And so, so it's been good. All right. I've, I've talked about this before. So if you sell on Amazon, if you do merchant fulfilled and you kind of have items that you're like, ah, I don't like the price that it's at. You know, I want to wait a little bit, still list it, but list it higher. But be careful because Amazon in their non-capitalistic way will tell you your price is too high. But I find that i found like an advantage because I ship to Puerto Rico. Mm. So Puerto Rico is a place you can lose a lot of money if you ship out there because FedEx doesn't go out there and UPS doesn't go out there. Right. And the only way I've been able to ship out there, you know, at a decent price has been USPS priority, either through their flat shipping services or through, uh, how I always say it wrong. Parcel, 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 parcel. See, see, <laughs> I do have just, a master's. Just, That's just, all just, just say
0: it with like, and like a like a french accent parcel. And it doesn't matter how you say it
1: like, that's all i think Ship it. It. parcel <laughs> parcel. Pa- parcel post and i've been selling like for example one item has been selling for like 120 and i've been selling it for 200 consistently and it's all been going to puerto rico now am i spending a little bit more on the shipping than if it was within the the 48 you know how do you say it? 48 local state what is the, it called the the, con- continental, continental, the continental yeah 48 continental united states which is weird because this is in alaska on the same continent all right anyways um i've been i've been spending like maybe ten dollars more but i've been making 40 to 50 more profit on the item than other sellers so just something to think about you know i, I always say you put yourself at a disadvantage if you're not selling globally you are missing out on sales at, There's so much money to made. So if you haven't turned on, at least do eBay GSP. And and later I'm going to talk about uh, why it's it's better than standard delivery. And I know some people are going to comment. So comment. Let me know why I'm wrong. But uh, go international. Just go international. All right. Hey, before we move on to our reseller topics, because this is going to be the winter update reselling topics. Cause we already talked about inflation, so mm. that's pretty much yeah. the, one, the thing. That one, yeah. We got a lot to talk about, but before we do, Boy.com. Yeah, great company, fast yeah. shipping, amazing product. That's right. So, if you haven't yet ordered from com, uh, you know, go there. If you're a first time buyer, you get a, a discount. Uh, Pure Also Podcast is our promo code. Go to the link below, and uh, you get that bubble wrap next day if you're close enough. today, all free or you can do local pickup and they also have these uh, different kind of packaging materials on there that can help you out. Are they called insta packs? I think it was Instapacks, called Instapacks yeah, So fun. So again, AmericanBullBoy.com dot com, promo code Pure Hustle Podcast. Yeah. All right, it is time to talk about what's going on in the reselling world.
0: eBay is updating, maybe glitching. Things are changing in the reselling world and we're gonna keep you update. And uh, Orlando, take it away. All right.
1: So there's a there's a few things going on here with this winter winner update. This could possibly be the same level of update as when they introduced send offers. That's the kind of update this could be, but only if eBay does follow through. And that's my last concern. So we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, I will say let's let's just talk about let's talk about the biggest one. This is the one where they need to follow through. They have stated on this update that they are reducing unpaid items on offers, which they have said that before, but I think this is different because now, now it's in writing. Now it's there, right? And so let me, let me read it if I can get to
0: it. Uh, but they're reducing, not eliminating. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. I mean, because in writing, all they got to do is reduce it by like one percent across no, no, the board. No, no, no,
1: I, I think I think they mean, I think they mean, <laughs> I think they mean more than that.
0: So I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're putting hope in the fact that it's in writing, like they can hold up to their end of the deal.
1: True, true, true. But but I I, I think their their goal is to finally be done with it, which has always been a thing for me. So this is what they said: We're continuing work we started in 2021. To reduce unpaid items on ebay which we know has been a long-standing challenge for many of you in october 2021 we piloted a new process for collecting payments from a buyer automatically following acceptance of their offer to do this we asked the buyer to payment uh, for payment and shipping details in the best offer flows in the coming weeks we plan to expand our coverage and include more buyers which should further reduce unpaid items by mid-year by mid-year, we'll start collecting payments, details, and other best offer scenarios, including counter offers and offers to buyers. These
0: changes will be applied automatically for buyers, so you don't need to update anything, blah, blah, blah. So, I can't imagine like, being on the pilot of that. Like, Imagine me and you are friends. We're both buying stuff on eBay. and You're like, oh, I'm going to send an offer on this thing. And I send it, and then it's accepted. I'm like, oh, I don't want to buy it. And then you send an offer, and you're like, wait a minute, I have to put in all my information first. You know what I mean? Like, It'd be like, how come I have to... Do they think I'm sketchy? Why do I have to put in my credit card information before I uh, send the offer? But I mean, if it's across the board, I get that they got a pilot. Or I wonder if they ask people, do you want to be a part of our pilot
1: program? But it's industry standard. Like on Amazon, you have to put your information before. On Mercari, you have to put your information before. On Poshmark, on Depop, on Grail. But
0: there's not offers on Amazon. So it is different. But there's offers on Poshmark. Like whenever yeah. I send whenever I buy something. But on you can't Poshmark, consider Poshmark industry standard at the same time that you consider Poshmark as such a small fish that it doesn't matter. I, true, but I, listen, I am But grateful. that goes to show that Poshmark so, has made waves and is changing the way companies like eBay have to do business. So I am extremely let's put it this way, I am extremely
1: hopeful that this will, will it's gonna be July, we're gonna be like, Wow, I've not had an unpaid item in an entire month. Because even now, right now, I have an item that's sold for $800. Not paid for.
0: You know, it's like, oh, I got it. Uh, but they haven't paid for it yet. Mm. Right. The hard part would be with like bids. You know what I mean? Because if you're going back and forth and bidding, like, would you have to ahead of time say, like, I approve bids up to X amount? And then they would check your account that you have it. And then you put in the bids.
1: I don't know. I don't know how it would work on that. End, but I, at least the payment information
0: is there. But the payment information should be there, like whenever but, but, I. But but even with payment information there, that doesn't mean that it's going to be paid, right? True, true, true,
1: true, true. I don't know.
0: I mean, I was. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm just, I, I, I wonder, because there's, there's going to be reasons they didn't, they haven't done this yet, right? And part of it may, might be just infrastructure. They haven't had the infrastructure to do it, uh, or part of it could be that they just think that it would cause. Too many headaches for buyers and sellers, not sellers, probably but the buyers, that it would push buyers away.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. Thank you, eBay, for finally doing this. I agree. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're like trying to make it seem like I'm not excited. I'm excited. No, no, no. I I feel like I came across like, oh, you know, but no, I I am. I'm pumped about this. Here's another change, which I again, I think this is going to be just as good as the send offer option is now there's a different flow to their messaging. I don't know if you've been able to beta test that here's what's weird. Here's another thing. So I took a screenshot of the winter update and how they show. So the, the the flow is basically like getting DMS on Instagram. Okay. So you know how you get messages now and it's like super antiquated. It's like you get an email, but I think it's worse than getting an email because you have to go to the message, you have to find the message and then you have to like type it in and then you hit send. So I post it on Instagram within 30 minutes, it pops up on my phone that I can be one of the beta testers. I'm like, Oh, this is so whoever's watching. I appreciate you. Yeah. Don't forget
0: Mike from PRS podcast. There you go. There you go. You have my store too.
1: So I've been using it and it's, it's a game. It's a, it's a game changer. I, I love, I love how it works. Uh, it's, it's basically like DMs are set up. And so, you know, you have this flow and, You're just texting back and forth with people and it's pretty easy. And, you know, eBay, if you're listening, one thing I do suggest, make sure you put that option where you can just mark it with a thumbs up. You know, you know when people are like texting and you're like, I don't want to text more
0: and you just do the thumb up. Do you know what I'm saying? Do I do that to you, Mike? No, I probably do that to you more. I mean, I don't do thumbs up. I just ghost you. Um, But, (laughs) uh, but that's cool. I, I just wonder, though, if that's less professional, right? Like they might want to keep those kinds of emojis out of it for that reason. But at least
1: and so you know that you've so like I you mean, got the message. Sounds good. Or you could. You could. I don't know. It just it's more I'm just trying to save time. Yeah. So I don't know. But it's been nice because I've been able to upload photos on there real easily. I, I get back to people. And, you know, the other thing I'm wondering, are they going to add like the unread and red feature on there? Like our, our, our sellers are going to know if you read their message and ghost and uh, left them on red, you know, I don't know. We'll see.
0: You'll have to have like it set up with an automated thing. Thank you for your message. I will respond within 24 hours. Yeah. They, well, I, I will say, I do think the algorithm is going to pick up on how fast you respond.
1: Right. So like an offer up, you ever see that like responds in mm-hmm. four minutes. I wonder, it doesn't say four minutes responds. in. I don't know what's it usually like responds in. A few minutes responds yeah. in a few hours or a few days. I wonder if Ebay is gonna put that on there. And this goes on to the other update that they're doing. They're looking to make your store a bigger deal. So have you noticed that the front of your store on your storefront it says how many items you sold in a lifetime? Um, I don't know. Yeah, does it doesn't?
0: Yeah. I haven't really I don't go onto my storefront because I don't really run my my store like that. I mean, you have a lot more like I mean, I guess I have No, I don't I don't run it like that, but Somebody brought a few people brought this to my
1: attention uh, earlier in the year, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But yeah, so sure enough, like you pull it up and it tells you how many followers I have. I have over eight hundred followers on my store. Oh man, you're famous. <laughs> I hope you're buying. Uh, and then it tells you how many items you sold, right? And so I, I'm wondering if you know, obviously. It's gonna it's gonna play I think it's gonna play a major part and the other update that they're doing with this is they're gonna there's gonna be a feedback tab now on the mobile app there's already a feedback tab so if people want to see what you're about they just click on that feedback tab and all your feedback comes up mm. right and so right now it's not on the desktop version uh, but I I think I think it's great I think it's a good idea I think it's gonna separate uh you know uh, sellers who you know perform poorly and and who you know actually care about what they're doing now, this other update, I think, is gonna reinforce that even more, and they are raising the fee on below standard sellers on eBay. So, so what that means? So they're raising it by five to six percent from five to six. Yeah, from five to six. So if you're a below standard seller, you're gonna have higher value fees, and I love this. Yeah, I think it's good. I, like, I explain why. So Amazon. Okay, So Amazon, a lot of people are not going to like what I'm going to say, but one of the good things about Amazon and gating is that it keeps out all the scammers. It keeps out people that are selling trash. You know, people are selling empty boxes. And so what gating does, it keeps the people that actually care about their Amazon business in business. Yeah. Right. And this last Q4, there are a lot of things that are ungated. And unfortunately, there's a race to the bottom. And you know, there wasn't money to be made. And there were people on there that had feedback that was like 50%, 75%. I'm like, how are these people selling? And all they're doing is is they're lowballing everything. Right. And so I think eBay is definitely going to be looking at metrics a lot more, you know, as far as the messaging goes, as far as, you know, your sell-through rate, uh, how much you sold. I think all that's gonna be a play a part. And again, this whole below standard thing, you know, it's it's you you set up what what you want to do, right? You want to do one day handling, you want to do two ra- two day handling right to be top rated seller, well, that you have to go according to
0: eBay standards, but which I don't I mean, feel like it was that hard to get like it's I was a top rated seller like pretty early on selling yeah i mean there's there's a certain threshold of items that you have to sell,
1: and then you have to have i think you have to have one day shipping. Uh, I could be wrong one business day uh, and you have to offer returns right but
0: it's yeah it's it's not tough, yeah, it's not that that hard. What I think though, I mean, so they do kind of reward one, maybe through the algorithm, like good sellers, uh, and two through seller protections. But I kind of almost feel like this is like a goal rush risk travels thing where like, as communities will, will punish those who do poorly, right? You, you speed, you get a ticket, you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail, right? Like all of those things. And it makes sense. You got to punish people who do poorly. So if you're, if you're not holding up to your end of the deal on ebay then okay we're gonna charge you more until you can prove yourself but i just wish that there was more in our, our society of reward for doing well like there's no there's no like hey you've always paid your taxes here your taxes are less than you know oh, yeah, people man. who don't always that would pay be it. wonderful or you you never speed so your car registration is half the price or you know something like, mm-hmm. like that, that there should be reward and, and in some it Industries they should there are. do that. But yeah, they so do so that. The, what I think is I mean, I speed but I don't get tickets. Right. But I'm thinking like okay, so 5 to 6%. So from going from 5 to 6 for those who are 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 a low performing seller makes sense. But if you're like consistently doing well, you're a top seller, you're trying really hard, your metrics are good, your feedback is good, what if it went from 5 to 4%, right? So it's yeah, on both ends of the spectrum. Like yeah. I'd love to see that. I mean, and and there are some rewards for like I said, you you you're higher up on the search algorithm. Uh you, you they
1: used to give you they used to take less of your final value for you. It used to be 20% and then it went down to 10%. Mm. You know? So yeah. so there there is that, but they've gone away from that. And yeah. maybe need to come back to that. Right. And and again, I I agree. Now it does indirectly affect you though. You know, we talked about this in that episode about why having great feedback is important. Right. Even you know, even if they don't monetarily, uh, which I think they should, I think they should make it more advantageous for people to become better sellers. Uh, you know, maybe you don't pay as much on your store subscription. Right. I mean, I think there's various ways to do it, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I, I do think that eBay is trying to, uh, I don't know, maybe not, not rebrand, but you know, we talked about how their valuation of their
0: gross merchandise value has gone down, mm-hmm. right? But their bottom line is going up. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's coming from fees. But it's interesting though, because I I saw an article recently that kind of confirmed, you know, you've said a lot about like eBay still being the big one as far as used goods. And, and I've never doubted that it's it's the biggest thing out there now. I, I think that it's, it's having a hard time keeping up with new changes in society and social media and all of those things but I, I read an article and it was from like a group that like they specifically focus on i think it was like use transformer toys it was like mm-hmm. a like their group and the article that they wrote and they did like a, a survey like where do you go to most like are, are people still using ebay to get their stuff like where do people go through and so all of the people on this forum and on this website that are like hardcore transformers mm-hmm. toys did like filled out the poll and eBay won by like 80%.
1: Oh, yeah. Hands, so it's hands like, on. all right,
0: okay. So this is still where people are going. And it had a list of like 12 different places people could go to buy, used transformers. And, and eBay was still the number one. So they they obviously are, are, they have a lot of name recognition. They've got the biggest pool of, of buyers for those types of things. I just hope that these kinds of changes continue and move in a direction. Like, like you just said, something simple, like the messaging is more like what we're used to with a DM or even offer up as opposed to It's almost like a weird email thing and like, wait, was it on this thread or no, it was on this other thread that it got sent that I sent my response on. So, yeah, I mean, it's exciting that they're making some updates. I just hope they can do it fast enough uh, before, you know, somebody else comes in and and makes something better.
1: Yeah. And I'm also grateful that
0: they're focusing more on the mobile app
1: than on the desktop. I mean, unfortunately, there's parts of the desktop that are still trapped in the 90s,
0: but... I, I, I'd I rather do stuff on my if phone. If you're doing eBay on your desktop primarily, I don't think you care. Like I care if, though. I do it primarily. I mean, I do my listings
1: primarily still on my MacBook, right? I don't do it on my phone. But, you know, my interaction throughout the day, my messaging, my accepting offers, my checking of messages, all that that's all done on my phone. And I love the fact that they're streamlining that because I think more people are going that direction. So, and then uh, there's a few other things. Again, I'm just focusing on what affects our business. And so you should check it out. Everyone should read it. There's always, you know, I always love it when there's that surprise, right? Later on, I was like, well, it was actually in the update, you know, so everybody should check it out. And by the way, fees are going up all around, which I'm not surprised. I mean, we have inflation at inflation. 75 point, you know, I mean, what they, they have to make money too. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. All right, hey, real quick. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is uh, eBay standard delivery. Uh, did I talk about this last podcast? How I don't remember. Stuff gets stuck in customs, and so oh yeah. Did I talk about I this? I think so. Okay, well, I just want to reiterate. I had another item, you know, that I sent, and it went to Brazil, and I mailed it out early November, and I got a message last week, and I was like, "Hey, I never got this item." So I'm like, "What?" Like this. <laughs> so I look, and sure enough, it was stuck in customs in Brazil. And I had a bunch. I posted it on Instagram. A lot of people on Instagram were like, "Oh, I, I before global shipping, I never shipped Brazil stuff. So always got stolen or lost." And I remember Brazil was under eBay global shipping at one point in time, and they're not there anymore. And you know, I had you know some of our loyal listeners had commented, "Well, Orlando, you still make a lot more money selling eBay uh, standard delivery or eBay international standard, whatever it's called." And I, I think that's true. I just I don't like dealing with a headache. Right. And so, you know, eBay Global Shipping, the buyers up front know what they have to pay. They don't have to go anywhere else. They already paid all up front. And yeah, is it more than normal? Sure. But you don't have to deal with the headache. And so I only deal with eBay standard delivery if I with like, let's say, Harley shirts or anything first class. I'm willing to do it. Anything above that, I go eBay Global Shipping because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to deal with the hassle. So. So the difference is, in case you're new, and you're wondering: eBay global shipping is you just ship to Kentucky, and that's it. And whatever happens after Kentucky, it's not your problem. And on top of that, the buyer pays all the custom import. The eBay gives them some number and tells them this is what you have to pay, and they pay it. eBay standard of delivery is cheaper for the buyer because those costs of importation and customs. They don't pay it up front. They pay it on the back end when it arrives uh, to their location. And then they have to go pick it up in order to release that item to them. They have to pay those fees. And I've had, you know, in the recent past, I've had a few that just didn't pay it. And so what do you do after that? Mm -hmm. You know, but eBay does offer protections. It's just, I don't want to deal with the messaging. Even with the new messaging, I don't want to deal with the messaging. So, all right. That's all I got for reseller topics. It's good. So, all right. Hey. Before we move, no, let's do let's do bolos. No, let's talk about social media. What should we do? Let's do it. Social okay. Media. Hey, if you haven't followed us on social media, and
0: before we do that though, if you haven't been watching us on YouTube, yeah. you're catching the podcast. Smash it. Smash the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell notification button. Uh, because if you're listening on the podcast only we love you please keep listening uh, but you're missing content every monday we have another mini sode that gets released and occasionally we were doing saturdays like very regularly and that's kind of slowed down right now uh, but we're definitely going to get back to you know we, we drop things just randomly videos it just takes time yeah. i got to
1: tell you that, that that's been the thing and yeah. i'm in a different
0: stage in life with my kids yeah and so it's hard but either way you're missing content if you're not subscribed to youtube so get subscribed to youtube <laughs> There you go. You can also get subscribed uh,
1: and uh, get subscribed <laughs> follow us on social media we're pierce Oak podcast on facebook instagram and tiktok which we need to get back to tiktok eventually i think a lot of people are on tiktok and they don't say they're on tiktok that's my belief uh also you can shoot us an email pierce podcast at gmail.com that's pierce podcast at gmail.com or call us 619-738-1170 619-738-1170 have we had any interesting calls that we need to play lately i, I have not know seen I, any. Check. I haven't i haven't seen any uh but would love that and also you can always help us out uh if, you know outside of signing up on patreon appears a podcast uh on the algorithm not the algorithm the review site for apple itunes always helpful to us it allows us to be higher in the search when people type in pure pure as a podcast i think is the third thing that pops up now i'd love it to be number one and one of the ways to do that is by having more reviews on there
0: you know just getting us up 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 on the reselling yeah. uh, ladder let's get so many reviews that if somebody's finger hovers over the p button pure Russell podcast jumps up I, on the seo it's pure Russell Podcast. we know it's going to be gross podcast it's got to be so yeah and we
1: are the most reviewed uh reselling uh, podcast and most listened to reselling podcast out there but would love to just have the reviews catch up with all of that so thank you for all your support all right are we ready are we to share what, what to look out for? Bolo, 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 bolo. What's your bolo?
0: Yeah. So my bolo this week is, this is one that I think when I first started reselling, I probably would have skipped over. Um, so there's times I've been at thrift stores, garage sales, stuff like that. You're digging through boxes and you see maybe a uh, video game box and you're like, oh sweet. Like There's gonna be a bunch of money here, this video game but then it's like the box is empty or it says the wrong games in it. Yeah. All hope is not lost because not only do boxes sell really well, empty boxes, video games, but manuals sell really well. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on the manual. So some manuals can sell for 40, $70. We're talking like a, you know, very rare one or a certain game or some of them come with the manual plus a poster. Uh, But even just like, a regular like Zelda or Star Fox or all these random games I was looking up a lot for Nintendo 64. And the Nintendo 64, and this, I mean, probably more for the older consoles, more than like, you know, PlayStation 2 or 3. But if you got a manual for a game, because a lot of people get the game used and they want the complete set, right? Maybe they have the a lot of times when you buy stuff, it's like no manual. Mm-hmm. And they just want that box with the game in it and a manual. And so I see them selling and I've sold them before you're, you're almost guaranteed. I feel like 10 bucks. I mean, it depends on the manual, some of them five, six, but when you can find a whole bunch of them and you can buy five, six, you know, manuals or sometimes it comes like someone's got a box of video game stuff and you buy one or two games, and there's a bunch of manuals and you just throw those in with the bundle uh, that could pay for the bundle. So uh, don't be afraid to pick up just the manuals of games. Um, the inserts, the posters that come with games uh, and boxes, empty boxes because those can sell really well.
1: And so what's happening with those too is there are some people, I know some resellers that you know, they buy them out and then they just wait and once they get that game they have the whole complete, they have the box, they have the manual and they can sell it for a lot more. So that's another way you could do it too, you know? So, and the video game market is still hot so there's plenty of opportunity out there. Alright, so I, I feel I feel like we repeat bolo, so I'm sorry if I did, but Vintage toy accessories, so I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, I had mentioned about my haul with He Man toys and all that, but you know, even with Transformers, even like little guns that are part of a character, like something the Optimus Prime would have been holding or whatever it is, those sell for good money. You know, I've sold like a Barbie hairbrushes. Well, I don't know, Barbie hair, but yeah, yeah, same, I mean. I sold a, a Skeletor loincloth, whatever. I mean, the thing, that you yeah. put there, right? And that thing sold for like $25 plus $4 shipping. It's
0: just little, it's little purple peas, yeah. right? Uh, I've sold it's all kinds. Which kind. goes to show, like there's times where I've in, you know, a box of random toys like that, like some He-Man toys, like mm-hmm. I, I've, I've bought some before. And then as I'm looking through, it's like, man, this one's missing a head. This one's arm is all messed up. But yeah, if there's some accessories on there, you can still... Yeah, these are junk toys. This one's missing a head. Oh, I've sold stuff with missing arms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I actually had
1: somebody just send me feedback. There was a, a He-Man, I forget what character it was, but I didn't have all the accessories on him, only like one half of his accessories. And the feedback I got was, this is an amazing piece. So glad I can add this to my collection. I was like, what? So so don't discard those pieces. Like Those accessories, help. and again, it's just like the manuals. Sometimes people are just trying to complete what they have and they're willing to pay that money. To complete it. I had somebody through global shipping buy a He Man axe, shield, and sphere or something. And they paid $34 via global shipping. So I think they paid more in shipping to get it to them. Mm. Right? So you just never know. So keep an eye out. All right. Man, we I feel like we flew through Bolos there. So no, it's good. It's just normal. Okay. Now here's another thing to look out if you need to shave your head. Yeah. It's called the Skull Shaver.
0: Yeah. I got a cool story about my skull shaver. So do you? Um, I, I love using the skull shaver. It's a great product. It's it's super high quality and you, you can tell it's high quality when you feel it, when you look at it. And I was at the gym the other day and I was like in the locker room part and there's like a mirror there that's not by like the sinks in the bathrooms because I don't like doing stuff, shaving and stuff over there anymore because, you know, it's a bathroom. It stinks. So I'm in the locker room part by the mirror and I'm just shaving my head really quick. You know, it takes a minute or so. And there was an older guy in there with a really nice beard. I mean, he's got a long gray beard and he looks at me and I had my headphones in, so I couldn't hear him, but I saw him in the mirror, like looking at me and I saw his mouth moving. So I take my headphones out and I'm like, oh, what's that? And he goes, oh, wh- what is that you got there? And I was like, oh, it's a skull shaver. You know, it's for my head. And he goes, how much does it, something like that cost you? So I told him like, well, it's, you know, it's not like super cheap. It was, and I gave him, you know, the price of the model I had. I said, but, but it's like really good quality. And then he takes his hat off. And he basically had what I talk about, like if you're holding onto your hair, right? Where it's like, he's got a little bit of a comb over. It's very bald in the middle. And he's like, yeah, I have kind of always wanted to shave my head, but it's just such a hassle. He's all, but that looks so easy. And I'm like, it really. And so I'm almost like, man, I'm doing like an advertisement right here for this guy <laughs> in the gym. But um, it, it, it really that would is be weird if you did an Instagram story in the locker room. Hey, I'm here right now. And <laughs> yeah. But but honestly, like he could tell just by looking at it like, whoa, that thing is that thing is cool. Right. And if you're on Instagram, you've seen skull shavers like, you know, it's a good company. But if you've never seen one before, it, it's different than the old school ways of shaving your head, mm-hmm. even with the electric razors where it's like, oh, look, it's an electric razor. And it's like those things never worked never worked. The ones with the foil, like uh, oh, yeah. they, they, they snagged your hair. They never got very close. This gets close. This gets basically razor close and it's fast. It's easy. You can use it wet in the shower. If you haven't picked up a skull shaver yet, definitely consider doing it. I love it. Uh, Orlando loves it. It's easy. It's fast. I can, I use it in the car. I use it on the go. Uh, the battery life lasts forever. So check it out. Uh, use promo code PHP when you buy your uh, your skull shaver. Because you will get a nice discount. let them know that we sent you, and you're not gonna regret it. All right. That's a, that was that was a good story. Good story, bro. All right. Thanks, bro. <laughs> All right. Um, what are you looking I was just for? At the gym, bro. I was just like <laughs> pumping weights, you know, getting a nice pump, and using my skull shaver, bro. Uh, just.
1: Anyways, I didn't need to go into the locker room.
0: All right. Um, looking forward to next week. What are you looking forward to, Mike? Uh, it's gotta be this, uh, this fifth will sell and I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm hopeful, but not hopeful. Cause I, I don't trust anybody anymore. Um, but I've talked, uh, we talked earlier, uh, you know, a month ago or so about starting a, a discord for pure yeah. podcast. And that's not out of the the picture. That's something I'm still definitely wanting to get rolling. Uh, but like I said, just so consumed right now with this fifth will sell showing hours and hours a week of dealing with this. Um, so once this goes, I can really get back to sourcing, back to listing and then get this discord going for our reselling group. Um, which if you don't know what we talked about with that, it's not going to be a paid discord. It's just going to be a place for resellers to hang out, nice little community. Uh, so all of it's kind of like this domino has to fall, you know, Uh, like when there's that one thing that's just holding everything up and once this domino falls, I'll good to go.
1: Now I'm just going to throw this out on the podcast right now. Are
0: we adverse to, let's say,
1: collabing with other creators to make it a paid one? If we can offer different services,
0: I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely think that I want to have something that's not behind a paywall. Um, but yeah, I think, I think. The only reason I say that there's two reasons. One is I love how we're just discussing it. We've never we haven't talked
1: about no. this at all. We decided our podcast. But the only reason I'm saying this is I want to. You know, we always want to provide value, right? And I'm I've been in some discords where it's been completely free, and what happens is it becomes a place that people don't want to go to because you know if you don't value something, you don't add to the conversation, right? So I'm just I'm just contemplating.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, let I, us I, know your thoughts. We're we're. All of our content, Pirusa Podcast, the content we put out in this way has always been free and always will be. Uh, but yeah, uh, we we're, we're, we both have worked or currently work in education, and we know the value of of you know an education and stuff. So I definitely think that if we were providing more one on one, almost like here's special one on one help or or extra like stuff. Uh, so nobody ever worried that pure podcast, the way you, yeah, you experience, podcast would go away. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, that, I mean, people have even said like, Hey, will you coach us? And we're not at a place where we want to do that oh, specifically no, right no, now. No. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely, our time is valuable just like your time uh, as a listener is valuable. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, if there's, if there's that level of commitment and information and whatever it is, uh, then yeah, I think, I think it's not, I'm not adverse to that.
1: All right. I'm glad we had this discussion on air for everyone to listen. Yeah,
0: um, and so it's going to be two ninety nine uh, flat rate, unless you want to get our our premium service. The premium service is going to be six ninety nine, uh, but you'll get two five minute phone calls. No, I'm just kidding. we kid, we
1: kid, we kid again, we kid. So, but anyways, let us know your thoughts in the comments. All right. So, well, I, I'm looking forward to it too. I, I just you know, it's it's another way for us to communicate with you know the parasol community. So it's going to be awesome. All right, what are you looking forward to? so um i gotta wrap up taxes and i hate i hate taxes
0: i got a i got an ebay message about taxes what was it did you i think i did I so just, i got a uh, i got the 1099 from ebay oh that they sent the wrong info yeah and they yeah. but but i don't think they really sent wrong info i think what they they they, they, they sent, sent it out before yeah. they were we're supposed to, they didn't technically legally need to send out 1099s because they're not reporting it to the IRS at this point. If you're under, yeah, see, you know, you sent it out to everyone though. But isn't that funny though? Cause like they're, they're apologizing for sending a 1099, but it kind of helps, right? Like when I do my taxes and I have to do all the math myself and it's like, no, no, don't say sorry. I was going to claim this money anyways. Now yeah. it's just all added up for me. So thanks.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. And I, I get mine anyways, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it just because, you know, The thing is with bookkeeping is I'm not the best at bookkeeping. And so if you're good about bookkeeping, this time isn't stressful. If you're like Orlando, it's stressful. And so I have to go through and I have to, you know, I I have to check what didn't sell and I have to check on my Amazon and my Mali and all that. So it's going to be a huge mess. Uh, So that's going to be fun. Uh, I am looking to get rid of inventory I don't list. I'm getting to a place now where I'm kind of funneling. Um, I'm trying to more streamline what I do. So, you know, I've had some people reach out to me, you know, cause I have, for example, I have certain items that, you know, they need repair or they need, they're missing a piece. And I kind of, like, it just sits there I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. And I've had other people reach out to me like, Hey, I do this all the time. I'd be willing to pay this for it. And I'm like, maybe I'll just offload all that stuff. Right. I'm not a fan of donating. I do not donate stuff. I will sell it for cheap. Or I will sell it at a good price, but I will not donate it. Does that sound wrong? I don't know. I just.
0: Sounds sounds pretty cruel. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I, I donate stuff.
1: No, no, no. I don't donate stuff that I have for reselling. I donate stuff all the time. I don't donate my reselling inventory. So, uh, and, you know, the other thing is I want to get to 3K plus listings. I'm almost there. And I felt the effects of, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast, but. I've been listing like crazy and sales have been coming through. You are a hundred percent right that the more you list, the more you sell. And that has been true for me, despite all the glitches. So they've been coming through. So I'm excited to be able to level that up more. Yeah. And hopefully all of you out there have been able to level up and this episode has been especially helpful to you. Uh, looking forward uh, to hearing from you in the comments, find us on Instagram, sign up on Patreon, whatever way you can be out there. Appreciate all of you. With that being said, we should be real, be relevant, and be reselling plates. Peace.